Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska. On this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you guys doing on this beautiful hump day? Oh, man, it's uh, it's Wednesday it's been, uh, it's already been a week already. It's only Wednesday and it's been a week. How did we get here? Um, we're ready to go today. We've got uh, some good stuff lined up and we are going to be talking about some of the news that's happening around the state, uh, but just a little bit, uh, just a little bit. Um, and then in hour two, we're going to uh, visit with State Senator Mike Shower, who will be joining us. And uh, talking about, I don't know. I just don't know what he's going to be talking about. A uh, little bit of everything, little little bit of the little bit of everything uh, going on uh, in hour two today. Um, and quite honestly, it, it you know it it could be well anything. Uh, it's, uh, we, we kind of, we're, we're reaching that point at the end of the year where things are just kind of slowing down the news. I mean, there's just not a lot of stuff happening, uh, that, uh, you know, catches your eye or that you really either that or really want to just kind of wallow in, you know what I mean? Uh, you don't want to kind of get down and dirty into it. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll sit down and chat with, uh, uh, State Senator Shower. Maybe we'll just reminisce. I I, I don't know yet, but we're going to do it. Uh, I will tell you that we are getting ready to uh, open up the phone lines for hour one because uh, you know I want to see what you, I want to see what you guys want to say or you know are interested in talking about at this time of year. Uh, I mean because. You know, it's this, I don't know, how are you feeling? Are you feeling Christmassy? Are you feeling like the this, the reason for the season? Or are you stressed out and just want to get through this week so you can get to the weekend? Or, you know, I, a little bit of everything. I want to I hear from you guys. So we've uh, we got the phone lines open for hour one. You're going to help drive the bus this morning. Uh, and talk about the things that you wanted. Because, you know, if it was up to me at this point, I'd be talking about food and movies and <clears throat> good books. Uh, I'm, I, just, I just came across a good book series um, that I've been listening to here recently and uh, just really been enjoying it. May not be everybody's cup of tea, but I sure think it's, uh, it's pretty great. Um, so there's just all kinds of things that we can talk about here this morning. 
Uh, I do have a few headlines. Uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about there's a wind, wind advisory for you folks down in Kodiak uh, this morning. That's supposed to end, um, I think, uh, let me see, when is that supposed to end? I think it's supposed to be done right about now. I think 6 a.m. this morning. Oh, in fact, it just disappeared off the screen. So, yep, 6 a.m. this morning, a high wind weather advisory in effect for Kodiak. Um, and we got some weather happening up here, although it's been a lot nicer, 24 degrees right now, um, in, um, <clears throat> at the old radio ranch and, uh, some new fresh snow. In fact, <laughs> uh, South Central and parts of Anchorage, not necessarily the Matsu, but, uh, the Anchorage area itself is supposed to get potentially up to eight inches of snow starting now. <laughs> so. Beginning last night, going through today, and uh, ending up calling between four and eight inches of snow accumulation in uh, Anchorage, East Anchorage, and the hillside, 3 a.m. to 6 p.m., as well as along the Glen Highway. So if you're driving in from Wasilla today, that could affect your commute. Um, so just pay attention to what's going on. Slippery road conditions, uh, visibility reduced, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's winter. It's winter. That's it. It's finally here, and we're we're good to good to go with it uh, as well. Um, what were some of the other headlines? And may, maybe you guys could tell me in the chat room, or on you can give me a call and tell me whether you want me to cover any of these stories or not um, as well. Including this one: fifth grade girl was assigned a male transgender bedmate on a field trip to the nation's capital. That was something that Suzanne Downing wrote about. Uh, the Alaska court system is warning about a new jury duty scam that's going on out there. Uh, the Anchorage School Board has approved a one-year contract with the Educators Union. Why just one year? I'm unsure why just one, because normally those are three- to five-year contracts. Why just one year? Why go through all the hassle and headache for it only to be one year? Um, I have my suspicions, but I am unsure as to why it's just one year. Um, we could talk about that as well if you want to, to throw on about it. Um, but even <clears throat> even the Alaska Beacon, which is uh, uh, you know pretty solid as far as reporting, I mean they have a they have a uh, uh, obviously a, a bias that you know about going in, but even, um, even the Alaska beacon only has two stories directly on their front page, uh, on the, above the fold, so to speak of their front page that even talk about Alaska. I mean, that's how slow things are right now in the, uh, in the news about Alaska, which I'm okay with. I mean, if everything's just kind of clicking along, that's fine. That's it. And I think I think more and more people are kind of feeling that coming into this year. And since we are already diving into the presidential politics, now again, we don't normally handle national stuff on the show, and it's you know it's kind of one of those things that's just you know we we steer clear of because we don't really have that much of an effect on it. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm am, that I'm oblivious to what's going on. We're already seeing all this national politics. I mean, here we are. It's a year. We've been actually dealing with this for already, what, when was the first presidential debate? Five months ago? Four months ago? You know, we're already a year and a half out from the election, and they're already doing debates and duking it out. 
I think people are just tired. Tired of the whole, you know, the back and forth, the give and take, the constant. I mean, it reaches a point of where people are just, and I think that explains some of the thing. We've talked about this in the past. I think this explains some of that factor of people just throwing their hands up and walking away from, you know, voting or whatever, because I think they're just, they're, they're just wore out by it. Um, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> that's sad because it's that, I mean, that engagement is obviously important for Americans and for the, you know, for the, the system of voting and everything else. But I think people just, like I said, are just, they're just wore out. I mean, it used to be that, um, people wouldn't even, <clears throat> you people wouldn't even announce that they were running for president until after Labor Day of the year before. They wouldn't even announce. And then they'd get then it would get hot and heavy right after the holidays and they'd, you know, but it seems like every cycle, every time, every four years, it's gotten further and further and further and further out. And now it's been, I mean, DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Trump and, and a lot of these other people, they were announcing back a year ago that they had already formed and were raising money and doing everything else. So it's like two, it's like a, you know, went from being a nine month cycle to a two year cycle. And some of them have been raising money the whole time, <laughs> you know? So I think at some point people just kind of throw their hands up and go, I just can't, I just can't, just can't. But maybe that's just my interpretation of it. Maybe that's just, uh, maybe that's just my interpretation of what's going on. Uh, I don't know. Um, but the next, <laughs> I could tell you right now, the next 11 months are going to be a whole new level of madness. I, I can guarantee you that. That this next election cycle, I mean, both state and local and national is just going to be a hot, 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 hot mess. And uh, I feel like I should put my hands over my eyes and peek through my fingers and just, you know, kind of watch the whole thing uh, go forward. It's uh, it's going to be crazy. All right. So <clears throat> anyway, I was saying that uh, we'll let you guys drive the bus this morning. We don't have to talk about this. We could talk about any of the stories that I just threw out there um, uh, or none of the stories that I threw out there. I actually have some good news stories. And I will be honest with you, I might have had a moisture creeping from the corner of my eye this morning when I read one of these stories. I don't know why, but it's just one of those things that kind of hits you and you kind of go, there's some dust in the air. Oh, you know, I mean, I might have done that. I might have done that this morning when I read one of these stories. And I don't know why it just touched me in a certain, you know, at the heart. So we've got some good news stories that we can cover as well. Um, and, uh, that's, that's it. Um, I think we're, I think we're good to go, uh, for now. Oh, <clears throat> I forgot housekeeping. Um, there were, I did shame. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I shamed some people. I feel like I shamed some people into going out and posting some new recipes on the recipe contest. Remember, this is a, this was a, this is supposed to be fun, okay? I didn't. I don't mean to be too loud and about it, but I just I want to I want to get your delicious recipes uh, out there. 
um, including Debbie, who posted this sounds delicious, by the way. I just jalapeno ham. I yes, I mean, yes, I want I want to get a small ham just to try this out. Jalapeno ham with ham and fruit juice. You can use fruit cocktail or pineapple, um, brown sugar. And spoon jalapenos all over the – oh, it just sounds so good. I like that one. Uh, anyway, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, uh, several other people posted up some of their new recipes. And all you've got to do is share your favorite family recipe, one that you look for. Here's the one that I want. I don't – I mean, I think – who was it? That Mike or something – Tongue-in-cheek shared the recipe for rum and Coke. Okay, great. That's a, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, whiskey and Coke, I guess. Hey, great. That's, you know, a tongue-in-cheek. I chuckle. Haha, that's good. But what I really, really want is I want you to think about that recipe that you can't wait to cook every year or that you can't wait to eat every year. That's what I did. I shared my my grandma face pumpkin pie recipe. I've also shared my my dad's brown sugar and bourbon ham recipe. And I shared my dad's, uh, last year, I shared his Christmas crepes recipe, which are the strawberry ricotta cheese crepes that he made every morning, every Christmas morning for many years. So, I mean, I you know, that's what I want. I want. I'm trying to connect with those memories, those memories of, oh, we know we're going to have Christmas dinner, or we're going to grandma's house, or we're going to, you know, the family's house or whatever, and we know that we're always gonna we're always gonna have looking forward to that one dish. And that's what I wanted to share. That's that's kind of what I I wanna, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Something that I want to look forward to what you're looking forward to, right? There's some great recipes on here. Uh, and my wife has already been transcribing some of them. I told her, I said, you got to take these recipes down just so that you know that, you know, we should try some of these things. Um, so at this point it's, um, well, I mean the bourbon caramel popcorn, which is what Bill's ahead with right now, he's winning the contest right now. That could be a year round snack. That just sounds delicious year round. But there's a couple in here that I'm like, I might want to try and, and put it into my, put it into my Christmas arsenal, my quiver of Christmas recipes uh, to try out, including a couple different kinds of fruitcake and uh, and everything else. Anyway, so post your recipe up there. We have until the 19th. Uh, I'll decide on the 19th or you will decide, not me. It's not going to be me who's making the decision. It's going to be you, the listeners, who go out and thumbs up and like and vote for these things. You're going to be deciding who the winner is, and the winner is going to receive a delicious bag of beer, curler coffee, and a 6 o'clock club coffee mug. And, of course, if you don't drink coffee, as somebody pointed out, they don't drink coffee, you can still keep the coffee mug and give the coffee away. You can re-gift it. That's a, tr- a Christmas tradition, my friend. You can re-gift that bag of beer, curler coffee to somebody else. Um, and then we will be announcing the winner on the 20th, which is two weeks from today which will officially be my last day of broadcast for 2023. Wow. How did we get to the end of 2023 so fast? I have no idea, but here we are. All right. um, And then we'll be on vacation. The show will be on vacation from uh, the 21st through the 2nd. Is that right? We'll be back on Tuesday. 
the second. All right, uh, we're going to continue. I got one line on hold. We'll be to you here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Back with more. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Oh, okay. Uh, good morning. How are you? This is a little bit of a struggle this morning. I'm just like, I... I could not be raised to give a crap about half the stories that were out there this morning. And it just feels like I've, I don't know, I'm just wallowing around. And, oh. Let's go to the phones and see what uh, who's on the line and what they have to say. How about that? Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, I guess I should, uh, I guess I should take them back off hold. Let's try that again. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello. I know you don't want me on your show. You don't trust me. This, I'm just kidding. Okay, this is Mark from Fairbanks. Hello, Mark from Fairbanks. Uh, you want to hold on the line, and we'll be right back to you, and we can rejoin on the radio, or can I not trust you? You tell me, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's all good. I'll, I'll be waiting. I'll be holding. Thank you. Okay. All right. Hold the line, Mark. We'll be right back to you. Uh, all right. Hold the line. We'll be right back to you, Mark. Don't go anywhere. We'll try this again. Let me... Uh, all participants are muted. I forgot the most important part. Has to put everybody on hold. There we go. All right. So now I'm a little nervous because Mark says I can't trust him, but then he says I can trust him. But was he which where when was he lying? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's the Christmas spirit. I I believe in people. I believe in people. Um, okay, let me go back up here to the comments just to see what you guys are talking about. I mean, is it just me, guys, or are you just like, I just, just don't want to talk about any of this stuff. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, another day with no stretches of the sun. Hey, dude, we are only, uh, 20, we're 15 days away from starting to regain daylight. I'm excited about that. 15 days, right? We're going to get to daylight here. Yeah. Okay. Um, did Brian make it out of jail already? I thought he was in jail for three days. Um, I don't even see him. Um, is somebody, somebody's responding to him, but I don't see, uh, I, I don't see him. Um, finally getting a little snow on the Bering Coast, says Willie, out there. So good for you guys. Willie's on YouTube this morning. Um, you did. I thought about recipes. <laughs> Rick said something about, you did. I thought about recipes all day yesterday. I know I was a little heavy handed yesterday. I was just, you know, I, I mean, I don't mind the chuckling and the chortling and, you know, open a bottle of wine and that's my recipe for some people that... But, I, you know, it's just that feeling of the, you know, I look forward to certain things around the holidays. Food, obviously, is something that I love. But, you know, I always think about the, the, the history or the, 
the the memories of you know oh we had the the brown sugar and bourbon ham and then that christmas morning we had the crepes and then the you know it's just i don't know it, it's all associated with you know sense memory of smells and tastes and things like that uh, so yeah, I was a little heavy-handed yesterday with the uh, with the whole recipe thing, where I was like, "You must share your recipe." Amy posted a no bake recipe. I always like a no bake recipe as well. Um, jalapenos, cream cheese, and your favorite jelly. Mix it up and slap it on a cracker. Said Denise. Have you ever had jalapeno jelly? Jalapeno wine jelly. I apologize. I didn't mean to leave out the most important part. Jalapeno wine jelly. Yeah, my wife made that a couple years for Christmas with red and green peppers in white wine. And it looks, it's very festive, you know. So it's got these little red and green streamers inside of this white jelly. And it is amazing with cream cheese and, you know, a cracker. It's wow, you know. Where do you post the recipe, said David? Go to Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. And it's right there at the top of the page. Just look for the picture of the big Holiday spread. That's what you got to do. Um, all right. So here we are. Um, uh, we're 10 seconds out. All right. So we're going to rejoin. Uh, here we go. Uh, Mark is in Fairbanks, and we'll see what he has to say, and we'll be back uh, right after this. The Michael Duke Show. Let's go. <laughs> Every time there's that guitar riff, all I can think of, and Annette Funicello. It's like a surf beach surf party weekend. Anyway, um, no need to look behind the curtain. Here we are. It's Wednesday, the Michael Duke Show. Phone lines are open, and we're going over right now to uh, we're going over right now to do some talking with uh, with uh, some of our callers. Mark is calling in from Fairbanks. So let's see what uh, he has to say this morning as we go through. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind, my friend? Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, seeing how it is the Christmas season, I have a little shopping story that I'd like to um, share. And this is entitled Buyer Beware. Okay. So, this is the deal right here in Fairbanks. My wife has a brand new Subaru, but she wanted that the tires that came on it really aren't that good for winter, even though it's brand new. And I'm like, okay, let's get some uh, snow tires then. And she wants to get Blizzaks. So she calls around for Blizzaks. This was only two weeks ago. I can't forget to call. I've been wanting to call in. I listened, but then i like, you were busy. You could call. Okay, so on with the story. So anyway, so she calls around. Nobody has any that will fit her car but one place. And I'm going to throw them under the bus, Eliaska. So Eliaska, she calls Eliaska Tire, and she's like, hey, I want some Blizzaks for my car. Yes, we have Blizzaks. Yes, we'll sell you Blizzaks. Yes, we'll put Blizzaks on your car. So that was just like a Thursday. She goes Friday. It's drive-in, first come, first serve. She goes there. They're like, okay, you're number five in a row. You'll wait about an hour, hour and a half. So no problem. So it went over like two hours. 
And she called me. I'm like, hey, I can come and pick you up. You could just ask him how much longer. And so she goes up to ask him, and they're like, okay, yeah, um, it, actually, we're getting close to finishing up. We're studying your tires right now. And she's like, well, what do you mean studying them? I'm getting Blizzaks. And so then, then they're like, uh, Blizzaks, studying. Oh, uh. so the guy that was talking to her then went and got the manager. And the manager's like, oh, uh, sorry, we don't have any Blizzaks. We have an alternative tire that we're putting mounting on uh, snow tires with studs that we're mounting on your car right now. And she's like, wait a second. I want Blizzaks. You said you had Blizzaks. That's what I paid for was Blizzaks. Please put Blizzaks on my car. So what, what actually uh, what we find out is that they don't even sell Blizzaks or carry Blizzaks. Right. So when she right. talked to the person. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. I'm just, I was laughing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, yes. So they don't carry Blizzaks, but. So yes, they don't even carry them. So it was the old bait and switch. They actually lied. The whole thing was fraudulent and a lie. And they're going to mount just some uh, studded snow tires on there and just say good, like she would take them. So I'm like, so I'm on the phone with her. I'm like, hey. So we find all this out. I'm like, hey, tell them the only way you're going to keep those tires if they'll sell them to you for half price because you wanted Blizzax. They completely lied to you. And so then, so, so finally, I, so I called them. I got the manager, and all the manager wanted to do was argue with me and say, oh, there was a miscommunication. We're like, okay, on your end, you guys lied. And so all they wanted to do was deny it and just tell us how, like, we were bad customers <laughs> about their fraudulent action of trying to sell us tires we didn't want and lying about even caring or having Blizzax. So the last thing, the worst thing I said to the guy is that you guys are lying skanks. And so anyways, we made them change the tires back to her old tires, and then in the meantime, this is a brand new car. It's a 2024. They also messed up one of the uh, just the valve stems, putting it back, take, switching the stuff out, and um, and so we didn't even get you know bother going to them. We just the dealership said, hey, bring it on in, we'll fix it. But so the bottom line is, then I call, I, I'm talking to the manager, and he wants to just be argumentative. I'm like, give me your manager, and he said there was no other manager. So I find out that they're actually owned by a gentleman who lives in Seward. So I get their office and he's got, there's three or four Eliaskas around the state. So I call Seward office and get a hold of the guy. Same deal. All he wanted to do was deny and say <laughs> how terrible we were of customers. Didn't want to apologize. Didn't do nothing. So the lack of integrity apparently is coming from the top down. So they'll just try to sell women apparently whatever um they right. whatever they have there and just lie about it yeah but, so that was eliaska tiger so i wouldn't trust those guys i can't believe that um but they actually tried to pull that and the last thing that the local manager said to me which went right over my head my wife caught it though was i get off work at six <laughs> and um was he, actually, he was challenging actually, you to a duel. I thought, what's he mean by that? What's he that was so challenging you to a duel in the parking lot? I just wanted to drive. I just wanted to go ahead. I say, was he challenging I you to a duel in the parking there. lot or something? Hey, dude, you told me to get off at six. What would you like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you know that's just that's just sad. And you know, I've run into this before because I use nothing but 
Blizzaks on all my vehicles. And I've run into that before where I contact people and they say, oh, I'm sure we can hook you up. And then they'll say, well, we've got these Cooper or whatever, or these other ones and Enochians. And I'm like, well, none of those are Blizzaks. Oh, no, they're all Blizzak equivalent. So they at least don't tell me that they're trying to sell me Blizzaks. They try to sell me they're selling the equivalent. And I'm just like, okay, um, that's not what I wanted. But, you know, yeah, it that's a you know, that's a that's a shady, shady deal. That's it's too bad that 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 kind of had to happen. Um, I will. Here's Mike. Here's my here's my endorsement for the day. I always buy my tires from GCR because they are the ones that sell the Blizzax. I put I put I put Blizzax on all my like my Mini Coopers and everything else. They have all the sizes or can get all the sizes. GCR Tire is the where I go to. So you can go talk to them. They are an official Blizzax yeah. dealer. So there you go. Um, totally. Anyways, thank you very much well, for the show. It's Merry, always awesome. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And hopefully you don't get the runaround and you get some new tires for your Subaru. That will be amazing. Uh, all right. Thank you for the call. That is, I mean, that is super shady. I mean, you know, if that's the case and they said, you know, um, <laughs> that is that is super, sh- especially when they're like, oh, they're just putting the studs on your, I mean, Blizzax are specifically studless snow tires. Putting studs on Blizzax is, and then what are you going to do? You're going to have to re... you're going to have to replace them in the you know when the stud season is. I don't know. I just I don't know how people think that that kind of stuff makes sense. That is not good for repeat business, and repeat business is important for those kind of things. Um, so it's just one of those, one of those things. Um, anyway. Oh, and somebody says Costco does have them. I know Costco does occasionally have them as well. So you can go try them there. But, I mean, I just went to GCR. Anytime I need Blizzax, I go to GCR and they hook me up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just – I can't imagine looking you straight in the face and say, well, they're Blizzax equivalent. I, but I specifically ask for <laughs> – it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, but every, and everybody's got their own thing. Everybody has got their uh, got their own thing. Um, that's that's fine. It, even Terry in the chat room says she thinks Blizzak suck. Oh, okay. I mean, I've been driving on them for <clears throat> fifteen years. Um, yeah. People in Kodiak says Teresa hop the ferry and zip to the mainland when they need new tires because it's cheaper. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's true. That's true. By the way, <laughs> that's true. And then Brian calls out the fact that the that they told the that they told the Mark and his wife that they were bad customers. What are you scolding the bad customers? No donut for you. Some people just cannot see the forest through the trees. <laughs> that's just all I'm saying. Some people. Just cannot see the forest through the trees. Like that's a short-term gain for a long-term detriment. You, this is a long game. If you're going to be in business in this state, you have to think long-term. You can't just think of that. You know how many widgets are we going to sell this quarter to get over the hump? Uh, especially if they, you know, especially if you want them to come back next season for new tires or new whatever. That's a that's a thing right there for sure. Uh, all right, phone lines are open at 907-433-3150, uh, We'd love to uh, hear what you guys have to say this morning as we go through 
Um, I was going to read this story, but I'll just read you the headlines and we'll leave it at that. This is the this is the story from Suzanne Downing, who read it yesterday. Fifth grade girl was assigned a transgendered male bedmate on a field trip to the nation's capital. She was on a field trip from Colorado to Washington, D.C., and it was declared that she was an 11 year old girl with an 11 year old boy in the bed in the. So I just that's all I do. I don't even want to read the rest of it. Not even going to read the rest of it to you. That was the head. This is the kind of this is that that kind of encapsulates my whole feeling about about current events and news right now. That pretty much encapsulates my whole feelings on everything that's going on. Uh, All right. When we get back, we've got the new uh, scam that's going on around the state of Alaska that uh, is about jury summons and jury duty. Um, And I've got some good news as well. So we'll try and hit you with some good news because that feels good, man. Not hashtag feels bad, man, but hashtag feels good, man. That's what we need. So we're going to continue. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free Thinking Radio will return right after this. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Bad customer service. I tell you, they are trying to steal Christmas joy, says Denise. Are you saying they're all Grinches over there? Is that what they're doing? They're trying to steal the Christmas joy? Gary's nailed it. Gary nails the truth right there. People have their preference, and when they call about a specific item, tell the truth. It's basic business. That's, uh, you know, that's that's what you need right there. Um, uh, all right, let's see. Um, I use all season, says Chris, all season tires. Okay. Well, I had all season tires on my car, uh, cause it came with new tires when I bought it and, you know, I'm trying to be frugal. I don't want to waste it, you know, cause I mean, new set of Blizzax is a thousand bucks or whatever. And so I ran them for uh, all last winter and everything else, and it was horrible. I'm a good driver, but, you know, there's just no traction. I put Blizzax on it, and it's a whole different driving experience. But I knew that because, again, I've been, driv- I've been driving a Mini Cooper for the last 10 years, uh, my first one and my second one, and they, you put Blizzax on them, and it's a whole different tire. It's a whole different car. Drives a whole different way. So, um. I have studded snow tires. Why? Says Harold. Three words. State street maintenance. I don't know what you mean by that. Meaning that because the state doesn't maintain the street well enough, you need studded snow tires? I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, you could go to Costco or wherever, but um, um, like I said, I've, I've bought, I think, my last seven or eight sets of tires from GCR. 
They've they've always done me they've always done me right. Okay. Um <clears throat> what else here? Yesterday, Echo Lake Meats in Soldatna made a new rendition of their jalapeno cheese dip but added ghost pepper. Oh, oh that sounds um um that sounds delicious, delicious. Um, although a little spicy, a little spicy. I mean, I like spice, but I don't like spice just for spice's sake. A uh, sake. I like it when it enhances the flavor of something else. You know. Um, I had a I had a similar customer quality service when Johnson Tires was still in business. Says Brian, lie to my face and I'll take my business elsewhere. Yeah, I mean you'll only do that once. I mean that doesn't make <clears throat> I I just that doesn't make any sense to me uh, why a business would do that. It is so short sighted, and this really is. I mean, we say it's a small, you know, it's a, where we live, it's a small town. I mean, wherever you are, Fairbanks, you know, West Illinois, but it really is. I mean, that, that really is a, you know. Um, let's see. I very much like, dislike all-weather tires. I have Blizzax. Um, always two sides to every story, says Chris. Alieska Tire here in Kenai always treats me well. They've been in business for decades. Always two sides to every story. Absolutely. I've never done business with them, so I don't know. I can't, I mean, I can't speak to that. But, uh, I mean, I just know who I have done business with and who has treated me very well. So there's, there you go. Um, Mini Cooper, is that the two-cylinder model? No, it's the four-cylinder turbocharged 185 horsepower model. It's the, you know, little, zip, little zipper, little zip. Um, we require a 6.2 V8, 6,000 pound SUV, says Harold. Lots of room, quiet and smooth ride. I don't require that much. Um, I require the 38 miles to the gallon, uh, with zero to 60 acceleration that is got the neck snapping acceleration if you need it, uh, in the quiet comfort of the 15 airbags around me kind of car. That's what I like. I just love that little car. I just love it. Just love it. Now, it doesn't mean that a truck won't come in handy every now and then, but uh, especially when I'm driving back and forth to Anchorage all the time, the Cooper is uh, the way to go as far as I'm concerned. Um, let's see. Shame about the PFD. We could all have Blizzax, says Brian. Now we're stuck with people who stud their tires, tear up the road, and drink Folgers. Oh, I didn't see that last part. Savage. Savage. You know, if the Folgers like it, there's a American Tires Fairbanks has always treated me and my family great, said Jeffrey. I have bought tires from American Tire. They're good folks over there. I did business with American Tire, too, for many years, different parts and everything. Uh, if you're worried about gas mileage, then you can't afford it. Spoken like a guy who lives on the state. Oh, no, never mind. That's what. <laughs> okay. I mean. Maybe I should get something that gets six miles to the gallon and then drive 125 miles a day. That makes sense. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show Common Sense Radio. The 
The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <laughs> pinch of intellect. Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just laughing at this comment because I mentioned something about my car and the, the, you know, everybody was like, boy, you're a big guy. How do you, you know, how do you fit in such a, it's like a clown car, you know, Mini Cooper. I, but well, here's what's surprising about a Mini Cooper. For those of you who have never climbed into one, the two-door model, the little two-door coupe is that uh, it, uh, it, it, it is exceptionally, it's the most comfortable car I've ever owned, quite honestly. For a guy my size, I'm about just about six foot and, uh, you know, a little broad in the shoulders and a little broad in the belly. And But it is the most comfortable car I've ever owned. I mean, the door is four feet long on it. It is a, it is a, it's deceptively roomy inside. You climb in and people, when for people first ride in the car with me, they're like, man, this thing is comfortable. How did you, because it looks like a little, you know, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it is roomy. Um, it, but the comment, I'm sorry, I was kept getting up to the comment because I was talking about how, you know, my car gets something like 38 miles to the gallon, uh, on, in this little car. And yet it's, a, you know, it's zippy. It's got, it's turbocharged. It's got some, some, some stink on it. And, uh, Harold says, if you're worried about gas mileage, then you can't afford it, which is, <laughs> it was like the most ridiculous comment of the day. Who doesn't worry at some point in their life about gas mileage? <laughs> I mean, they, you know, who, who, who doesn't, I mean, I mean, I suppose if you have to take a round trip to Anchorage three or four times a week and it's 120 miles round trip that sure I could take a six mile to the gallon, whatever, but does that make a lot of sense when I could do it? You know, I just, <laughs> Sure, I'll burn 20 gallons of gas at $5 a gallon versus 3 gallons of gas at $5 a gallon. So 15 or 100, that just seems like that's a foolish it's a foolish choice. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm just laughing about that. Brian says Brian has met me uh, in person. He says I got he says I got to admit I was a little surprised to see you climb out of that little car. Big people seem to like them. And you're right. There are a lot of taller, bigger people who have driven these things. You show up at a, if you ever show up at a mini meet where people with minis, because we're all kind of enthusiasts, we show up together. They, uh, you'll see people of all shapes and sizes get out of these cars and people are like, wow, these are, I had one guy tell me one time, he goes, where are the rest of the clowns that just got out of this little clown car? Um, but it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Is the Cooper better than an AMC Pacer or a Nash Metropolitan? Uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. How did we get talking about cars? I don't know. Oh, I guess the tire thing. That's what, that's what got us on it. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, head over to the phones and see what you guys have to say. I'm just enjoying myself this morning, taking your uh, phone calls and talking about whatever, so let's go over right now and see who's on the line. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. This is Ron. Uh, and being irrelevant, uh, can recommend highly, if you like the Mini Cooper, the Italian Job movie. <laughs> you know, that 
That is so funny that you say that, Ron, because um, I I was familiar with the with the Mini Coopers, you know, but really kind of the really early Minis. And that was the first time that I was introduced to the new body style. And that was when I first saw it. And I thought, oh, that would be kind of a cool car to own. When I first I watched that job and I watched that movie in the theater and uh, and I told my wife, I said, oh, that'd be kind of a cool car to own. But I just, you know, it looks tiny, you know, kind of thing. Um, but that was, that's what actually originally sparked my interest in Mini Coopers. And, um, uh, when I moved down here to the Anchorage area, the Wasilla Anchorage area about 10 years ago, I was looking for a fuel efficient car to drive back and forth. Cause I knew I was going to make that trip. And I, that's what I did. I came across one and, uh, yeah, that movie, the Italian job kind of sold me on, uh, the idea of driving these little cars. They are, they're freaking cool. I, I just, I just like it. I enjoy it. Um, and again, they're made by BMW, so they're pretty tough and reliable, and it's got like 13 or 14 airbags inside the compartment, curtains all around you and everything else. I saw one take a head-on in on the Seward Highway here a few years ago, and they walked away from it. Uh, I mean, it had airbags everywhere inside, so they're safe, they're comfortable, they're fuel efficient. What more could you ask for in a vehicle? Yeah, well, you know, how it looks really doesn't matter. It's how it goes. That is true. That is true. How it looks and how it goes. Uh, but I just have to say, it looks good. It looks real good. So it's all good. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> all right. We'll catch you later, man. Uh, all right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Rod. I appreciate it. Yeah, the Italian job, that's what kind of sold me on that. Um, uh, be honest with you. I saw that and I was like, oh, those are cool. Those are cool cars. I think that is so cool. Now, obviously, in those movies, they supercharge them and they do all kinds of crazy stuff to them. But even just <clears throat> plain Jane, they do a good job. And they will seat four people in a pinch. They will. You can you can do it, you can do it, um, but they're uh, they're it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, all right, uh, the I just don't even know what to say. Harold says in his youth his car was a '73 Mustang Mach One. Ooh, I did like the Mach Ones, the Mustang, the Mach Ones. Uh, I had a '69 Mach One that I was going to rebuild, but it was too much of a project for me. I ended up eventually selling it all off. But yeah, there uh, there's some very muscle cars are cool. I cut my teeth on kind of pickup trucks and muscle cars when I was younger. And uh, and jeeps, jeeps and jeeps and muscle cars mostly, and uh, that is definitely uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fun. But yeah, who can afford a car, their truck these days? Eighty thousand, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand. Friend of mine bought the limited edition uh, Dodge Lariat uh, Rodeo uh, Cowboy, whatever it is, edition of this big thing. And man, this thing's like ninety thousand dollars for a pickup truck, and I'm just like. What? I mean, just night. Whoo, baby, hold me down. It's a. Uh, it it was a. Uh, wow. That's a. That's a. That that hurts. That hurts. Uh, especially when they got you paying for what is it? The what's the new? Uh, was it seven or eight years now? Notes on these things. Seven or eight year notes. For these, I mean, and the warranties really run out before you've ever finished paying for it and everything. So it's like, ooh, man, that's the, mm, that's painful. That painful. 
Uh, all right, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150 if you want to sound off. I, we're just talking about random stuff this morning. Uh, but I do have this story, and I will admit that this is the story that brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. Um, and I don't know why specifically this one struck a chord with me. Maybe because right now, uh, this is the fifth year that I have been spearheading a program at my radio stations called Pump Up the Kids, where we provide, we, we connect listeners with foster teens, teens who are in non-familial foster care. Uh, meaning that they're staying with a family that they don't know. They're no family members. And these kids have had a hard time. You know, their families have broken up. And, I mean, you don't end up in foster care because everything's going right. You know what I mean? And so this program connects our listeners at the radio station to these teens, and they help get them Christmas gifts and things. And it, it's, a very, it's a lot of work, but it's a very, very touching program. So then I read this story this morning, and I was like, man, I'm it's, uh, a middle school principal in Kentucky adopted a girl who was acting out after she spent her whole life in and out of foster homes. Sent to his office after being suspended, he realized that she just needed perhaps one time for something to go in her favor. Kentucky school principal Jason Smith walked out of his office one day and saw a girl from the sixth grade sitting in a chair by the door, suspended for throwing a cup of yogurt during lunch. One can only imagine how much delinquency and mischief uh, Principal Smith had seen throughout his 14 years in charge of the school. But something about the girl struck him that day. Asking whether she thought such behavior was acceptable at a restaurant, Raven Whitaker, the girl, replied that she'd never been to one. She'd never been to a restaurant. Where she had been was in and out of foster homes for most of her life, where foster moms and dads had made plenty of promises that they were unable to keep. At that point, Smith told Good Morning America, I'd felt like she just needed a hand, needed help. I recognized that she needed something to go in her favor, maybe for once, that it hadn't gone in her favor in the past, but she just needed someone to help her. After discussing it with his wife, um, as she believed, his wife believed, there was something special about Raven. The couple had struggled with infertility for years and had previously failed to turn foster children they'd hosted into candidates for adoptions. After discussing the matter with Raven's caseworker in 2015, they heard that they, too, could foster her. They also talked with her personally about it. With their doors open, Raven wasn't sure it was going to turn out any differently, although she admitted to Good Morning America that the welcome was immediately and detectably warmer than in past homes. She said it was really weird at first because in my mind, I thought that, you know, Principal Smith, as I thought of him as a bad guy because I was always getting in trouble. I gave them a bunch of trouble to see what would happen. I kind of tested whether or not this was real or not to see if they would keep me no matter what because they would tell me that. But, you know, I'd heard a lot about that before. Wasn't long before the love and sincerity of the couple won her over and the three officially became a family in October of 2017. With the principal in the house, Raven improved her performance in school, she graduated, and she's moving forward to attending the University of Kentucky, where she's studying herself to be a social worker. So, that's, I mean, that's just all they needed was a chance, man. It's all she needed was a chance. So, good good for them. That is the piece of good news right there. That's what I needed, a piece of good news to make me feel good about What's happening?
Okay. Um, that about wraps it up for this hour. Mike Shower, State Senator Mike Shower, is going to be joining us in hour two this morning, and we're going to talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about. That's how it's going to be. Uh, tomorrow on the program, Friday, keep, I'm trying to rush through the week, sorry. Friday on the program, Dr. John Lott will be joining us, talk about his latest stuff on the UCR. And uh, Willie Waffle and Chris Chang. It's going to be a busy Friday. So that's coming up at the end of this week. And then one final full week. Mm, I can feel the Christmas spirit. I can feel it. We're going to be back with more of the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return right after this. Okay. friend of mine who was looking at RVs and when I asked what the gas mileage was, he told me, if you need to know, you don't buy one. I mean, I agree with that on motorhomes because at that point, yeah, motorhomes are counted not in miles per gallon, but in gallons per mile. You know, that was the old joke that uh, I used to hear a lot was <laughs> that that's, that's how they counted it. In motorhomes, you don't count it in miles per gallon. You count it in, my, in gallons per mile. That's how it works for, for now. But, yeah, let's see. Uh, 73 Mach 1 Mustang. It's a cool car. The Mach the 73, you know, when they made the changeover in 71 to that new body style, that was the new body style, 71, 72, 73, before they went to the mini Mustang in 74 and 75, that, I don't know. I, it's It's okay. I like it. But, man, that. 68, 69, and 70, the body style for the Mach 1s especially, the fastbacks, were so, oh, that's my favorite, that's my favorite Mustang, uh, is that body style. Um, and, and yeah, the Mach 1 especially. The Mach 1 was especially cool. Um, Sue. Good stuff. Uh, just reminded me. You just reminded me of all the dreams I had when I was a teenager because I started collecting pieces and parts, and I had this car. And the project was just too big for me, quite honestly. And I didn't have the money to make it all happen. Uh, I wanted to so bad. Uh, anyway, I ended up selling off all those parts, and instead, I bought a '71 Torino Cobra Jet, which was ooh, that's fun. That is, and that's more of an unusual car, which I, I still own that car. I still have that car. Um, Melody said she had a 69 Charger with a 420 Hemi in it. It was just like the Dukes. It had the rebel flag on top, orange with the rebel flag. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, when is the Alaska conservative holiday party? I don't think that, look, these people can't play nicely together. They keep circling the wagons and shooting each other. You think they're going to have a holiday party together? I mean, seriously. Okay. All right. What else we, 
I'm now you guys are just not even talking now, so I'm gonna go back up here and see what um <laughs> today's Cooper is giant compared to the Cooper Mad uh by uh by Matt Morris Minor. Oh yeah, well even my first Cooper is my new Cooper is bigger than my than the other one. They changed the body style slightly. So you sit them side by side and it's notably larger on the outside, which I was a little bummed about because I really like the way the, but it it's good enough. So, but you park them side by side and you could still see that there's a, a major difference. Uh, but yeah, it's just something about that Cooper that I just, in, I just loved doing it. Um, uh, loved, whoops. I, I'm, I'm obviously going to have to reset here. I love that car. It was so fun to drive, said Melanie, talking about her 67 Charger. Yeah. You know, I always love the, I love the Chargers, um, as far as looks, uh, when we're talking about, you know, late sixties, early seventies, uh, muscle. Um, but you know, surprisingly when I, the one I thought that looked the coolest was the Plymouth Satellite. It's very similar in style to the Charger, but it just it had some differences. The Plymouth Satellite was pretty cool. I had a friend that had a satellite in high school, and uh, it was uh, it was cool. I, I definitely dig it. But yeah, I was I love muscle cars. I thought they were good. Sixty six XKE Jag four point two straight liter six deuces two hundred fifty horsepower to the real wheels. Woof, that's a lot. <laughs> Especially for a straight six. That's a lot. Uh, Gary Olson says he has a javelin. Oh, man. Nothing like a big eight floor shift and shiny Krager wheels. Javelins are cool. I mean, they're so unusual. The AMC Javelin made by American Motors Corp. Um, yeah, they are They are so unusual. There's only a few of them around that I've ever seen. Um, and they, But they are They're definitely cool. Unique looking. Sandy says she still has her 70 Mach 1. I am jealous because to me, the ultimate kind of preeminent, if I think of muscle car, it's a 69 or a 70 fastback, Mach 1 fastback. That's what I'm thinking. Um, satellites were too much like Ford LTDs. Not the two-door coupe, satellite coupes. They looked, they were very similar to a Charger with some you know, some more boxy cosmetic differences. Um, they're, they were hot. They were hot. Um, my mom had a Gran Torino. Um, I don't have a Gran Torino. I have just a Torino, 71 Torino, which is that first year. It was before they became the land yachts. Um, it's still a muscle car. 67 GT. Oh, Man, there's another one. I mean, that's Bullet, right? I mean, Bullet. Steve McQueen, that was a 67 Fastback, GT Fastback. Yeah. I mean, that's my second favorite Mustang is the 67 Fastback GT. I love the Fastbacks. I mean, the notchbacks were fine. The coupes were fine. But there were just something about a, a Fastback that just you looked at it and it was, it looked fast, looked cool. Michael said he had a satellite coupe as well. Satellites, the, the Plymouth satellites, again, kind of a more unusual, you know, chargers were like the big thing, uh, super hornets, chargers, satellites, but the satellite was kind of, I don't know, there's something about it that spoke to me. It kind of looked, 
it's weird. I'm just thinking about it. It kind of looked like the Enterprise. I don't know why it, it, it didn't look, you know what, but it brought that to mind. All right, we're coming up on it. Mike Shower's in the break. Um, we're going to continue the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Going to reset over the top of the hour. Here we go. Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeshow.com. And across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning. Welcome to the program. It is uh, your home for Common Sense Radio. Uh, It's Wednesday. We are officially two weeks away from the final day of broadcast for 2023, uh, where we will be... I guarantee you it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm off for the rest of the year. I guarantee you that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is going to be full of nothing but Christmas, Christmas magic. I'm exploding my hands here. Christmas magic. It's going to be fun. We're going to we're going to enjoy the heck out of it. I hope you come and join us uh, on those final days, Uh, which reminds me the holiday recipe contest is still running right now. We need to put up your favorite holiday recipes on the contest and get all your friends to vote on it. And then you, too, could win a bag of beard curler coffee. And uh, I actually have a gift certificate. I'm going to do it. I have a gift certificate for Point Blank Firearms in Wasilla. So if you live anywhere, I guess. This won't necessarily help people who live in Fairbanks or who live down on the peninsula. But if you live anywhere in the South Central area, I have a certificate for um, a basic pistol class, I think, or it's a concealed carry. I'll let you know tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to give that away, too. I'm going to give them both away. I'm going to give away one and then the other. Your choice. Whoever wins first gets the choice of the two. And whoever wins second gets the 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 second choice thing. So, but go out there and post your recipes and enjoy it and let's get it done. All right. It's hour two of the program. It's Wednesday. And that means that, uh, it's the shower hour power. Uh, we're bringing on state Senator Mike shower, uh, who's going to tell us all power. about power. You're a power. I know it's kind of, we kind of lost our steam there at the very end. I don't know what it is, but, um, and Mike was just listening to us during the break. We were all reminiscing about the old vehicles that we used to have and the cars and what was fun. And, and, uh, so Mike, I know you probably got things you want to talk about today. So, I mean, I say we have the broccoli first before we get to dessert. So if there's anything important or political you want to handle on first, you I would say do that. And then we'll, then we'll digress into, uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about. 
Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Nope. Not said last week. I had one topic said it was going to be fun stuff. This is happy time of year. I am not going political. Not going political. I I didn't do it. Yeah. I ended up not doing any stories today. I mean, I read a headline, but I did because I've just, I can't, I just can't, man. I just can't. I'm not feeling that at all. And quite honestly, as I said, I looked through the headlines of all the different news media outlets. There's like nothing happening in the state of Alaska right now. So we might as well just kind of riff and have a good time. So I was just telling the people, uh, I was just telling the people about, you know, growing up and what my car, I, you're a fighter pilot, man. You had to have some kind of fast car when you were growing up, right? I mean, you had to have some kind of, did you have a muscle car? You, you I mean, you're a contemporary. Oh, did you, you have you a muscle car? This, everybody, because I'm watching the comments on this one. I had a Ford Pinto. Brother. You had a Ford Pinto? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, remember, I was poor. I was poor white trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. I just imagine you. That's the best reaction I've ever gotten I've in seven years. All six, all six foot of you crammed into a four pin. <laughs> As a fighter pilot, I could just see it. It had three and a half cylinders. It didn't blow up on me. Oh, man. That thing survived three three plus years of me in high school. I don't know how. And then my parents sold it when I went off to college. And within a week, the high school classmate of mine, a a lady, she crashed it, totaled it. (laughs) Within a week. Within a week. Yeah, within a week, she totaled the car. (laughs) <laughs> bringing tears to my eyes, man. Just picturing you in a Pinto. Uh, yeah. Pinto. Yeah. Hey, man, it was, uh, I had the original version of the club because you could pull the stick shift out of it. Yeah. So, like, you just pop it right out and take it with you. And, like, ain't going to know you drive this car. You can't move it. Yeah. Um, that thing was. <laughs> that was a feature. Well, but again, you know, poor white trash growing up. That's what it was, Mike. I mean, we were a poor, poor family in the South. And, didn't have nothing. A couple hundred bucks back then. Had a car before pieces of rubber on it. Drove it around. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I've been there. I mean, I've I've done that as well. I've 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 had to drive some crappy vehicles, but uh, you know, it it is just one of those things. I was always fascinated. I didn't ever have real money to put into those things. I didn't start I didn't start working on my cars until I was in my late teens, uh, and I had plenty of friends in high school who had. Their dad were, you know, their dads were gearheads or whatever, and they ended up with a with a muscle car or, you know, uh, whatever. But there's just something about that 70s muscle, that that late 60s, early 70s muscle cars uh, that just, uh, I don't know, they stir the spirit a little bit. You know, they just stir the spirit and you're like, oh, that's a, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's why you keep seeing them. You know, we saw it in, uh, we said John Wick and Gone in 60 Seconds and all these things. They've got those hot, hot muscle cars and you're like, yeah. Yeah, that that's that's some cool stuff right there. Just it's nostalgia. It's a classic. Michelle talks about what they look like, right? It's like you know, now and when I was a senior in college, I bought the car that I always wanted because again, same thing, muscle cars back then. I had a, a 1976 Corvette. It only had a 350 in it. You know, it's not the fastest car in the world, but I like the way the I like the Stingray look. Always have. So it's just one of those things I like. I still have that car today. I never got rid of it. Wow. So, I've owned that car for coming up on 40 years now um, and only had one owner before me. So I've just never been able to get rid of that thing. I've toyed with it. I love that old car. Um, told Michelle someday if I ever have time and money, I might 
dropped like a, you know, a, uh, what they call turnkey 350. I always wanted one with a 427, but I couldn't find it back then. Cause I do, I love that they had the side pipes with the 427. They were loud and, you know, like oh, so yeah. they kind of go fast a straight line. I mean, honestly, I mean, let's be real. I mean, the performance today of cars is amazing, but they just don't have the same smell and feel and <laughs> look. And, it's know. a visceral uh, thing, right? Isn't it? It's a visceral thing. I mean, most my Mini Cooper probably would outperform a lot of the muscle cars of, of, of yesteryear, but it's a whole different feeling when you're sitting there at the light and it's going blah, 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 you know, and you drop the hammer mm-hmm. on it and go. Uh, but it's the same way. The first car, the first car I ever owned. I bought before I was 16, and that was that 69 Mustang project that was just too much for me. And I ended up selling it all off. So the second car that was actually drivable, which is that I actually still own. I still own that vehicle. It's a 71 Torino Cobra Jet um, with the shaker hood that, you know, the shaker scoop that comes out through the hood. You know, while you're at idle, the shaker is 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 rocking uh-huh. through the hood, you know, and stuff. I still have that vehicle. It's uh yeah, it's it's just something about it. I don't know. It it you know, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. It uh, it it made a statement. It definitely made an impression on me. Maybe it's yeah. I would guess it's a Gen X thing. I don't know, but uh, yeah, you got to love it. And Corvettes, I definitely like. I got to say, Corvettes though, my favorite is the uh, uh, is like the was it sixty eight, sixty seven split window. The split window, yeah. uh, that's that yeah. to me is like one of the most iconic looking. The new ones today, man, they look like spaceships. Those things are. One of my buddies got one, and it's like this thing looks like a spaceship. It's a, it's amazing. Definitely and outperforming they perform. today. Oh yeah, yeah they two hundred mile an hour car. I mean, like I said, the performance today and stuff is amazing. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you and the audience will talk about this. I mean. I can still work in that Corvette. I can go out and I can replace the brake pads. I can do the timing. You know, I can do all kinds of stuff on that car and keep it running, which it's still run. I can go out and start it and run it today. You know, I drive it during the year and uh, just for fun. I just like it. And you take the T-tops off and the dog wants to jump in the car. Off we go and her head's sticking out the top. You know, she loves that thing. And uh, I can do that. I get to try to work in a six-gen Corvette today, Mike. I'm going to open up. I'm like, that's a freaking computer. I don't know what oh, to do yeah. that. I mean, I can rotate the tires. I, I yeah. don't know what else you can even touch on those things. It's I, like, good, great. I, I can know. work on everything on that old car. No yeah. electronics at all. I have I, the most, uh, the most that I've done on my vehicle in the last 10 years is I've checked the oil because every time you open up the hood, there's like covers over everything. And I'm like, no, I can't. No, forget about it. <laughs> I'll take it to somebody who does this. For, I'll take well, it to somebody. Like computer, man. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's great. But I, I will say that's been a challenge because I had to teach my son how to do some basic maintenance. And I also, we have Jeeps and I have uh, a Jeep Cherokees. And luckily that's the most ubiquitous vehicle on the, it's like 12 million million of them were made the the little cherokee xj cherokees you know from 1991 to 2004 or whatever so they're almost all the same and so uh i i bought i've probably bought three or four of them over the last uh, 10 years uh to give my kids and let them drive it and they're safe my kids got rear-ended on kgb in a jeep cherokee somebody hit them going 60 miles an hour uh they were almost at a dead stop slowing down for somebody and they walked away from it uh, totaled the jeep but it was yeah those things are tough but yeah that's how you got to teach them on some of those real and that's a basic car it's a super super basic vehicle gets the job done reliable and uh safe and i i love that but uh yeah a ca- oh, yeah. K- 
Kevin McCabe uh, says sixty six. He says sixty seven Chevelle SS three ninety six Hurst online shifter classic Keystones. Oof, man, that you had to carry the gas station around with you on that one. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my, my best friend in high school, he had a uh, uh, 77, maybe 78 Camaro with a V8. You know, back then that was that was your somebody in high school. I mean, he didn't have any more money either, but he just kind of a he wasn't a motorhead, but he had he he was a year older. Um, and so he had a job for a little bit. and He just went and bought, you know, instead of the five hundred dollar junker like I had all through high school. I think that car cost him $1,500, which, you know, back in the early mid eighties, that was a princely sum back then. You're like, God, it would make him what, two bucks an hour. I think I made or whatever working. So yeah, it's um, not cheap. Wait, it, it blows your mind when you think about a brand new Mustang in 1969 was $3,100, $3,100 for a brand new off the factory line. Ain't nobody broke the leather, but you factory Mustang $3,100. Do you know how much an airplane back then was in those days? You buy a brand new 172 Cessna today. It's probably about three seventy five, three hundred seventy five, four hundred thousand dollars for a new basic stock airplane that hasn't changed in seventy years. No higher reform. Like, but back then, Mike, you could buy it for like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, an airplane, an airplane. Yeah. Now I remember my dad bought his, my dad bought a Super Cub, and I thought that was a princely sum for a Super Cub. And then I realized later on that it was a smoking hot deal. <laughs> And today you just can't buy that stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I we I know we I know we've talked about it in the program before, but I had a friend I met back in California years ago, and we were stationed there. Mike Pupovich was his name. He's passed away since then, but he bought a B twenty five built in nineteen forty four. It actually oh. flew in World War Two. Oh, bought it from Davis Mothin at the Boneyard for twenty five hundred dollars back in nineteen seventy two. When he passed away, the plane was worth about two and a half million. You know, like I said, he put a lot of money into it. But same thing, Mustangs. You'd be able to buy a P-51. If you had any foresight at all, Mike, you and I should go back in time and buy about 100 P-51s for like 1500 bucks each out of the boneyard. We'd be a millionaire. We'd, we'd be worth over, well, probably about today's dollars, $150 million. <laughs> It's like Yeah. They're like a million and a half each. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy that, uh, you know, like you said, it's always hindsight. Oh, I should buy that and keep that. Uh, you know, people don't think about it. Oh, I'm going to get rid of this junk, not realizing that, you know, if you if you updated it or kept it or, or made it run, all of a sudden it's worth big, big money. I mean, muscle cars these days are big money. If you, especially if you're not rebuilding it yourself, every every detail I mean, you know, a classic muscle car that's been not even restored, just built up and painted. Not not like a full, a factory original restoration, but there's somebody who takes a muscle car and builds it up. I mean, they're twenty, thirty thousand dollars for these cars, uh, easily. Uh, and if that's just a regular, like a street version, you get like the high performance, and you just tack another ten thousand bucks on. Um, but it's a it's a reminisce. I guess it's a it's a way to go back to how you felt. You know, your youth. Yeah, when you were a teenager and you're driving around, and you didn't have any. I think a lot of that—that's what it is. You didn't have any troubles. You didn't have the adulting issues that we have today. You didn't have all the politics. Street. You didn't have all that. It was just you're driving down the street on a Friday night in the in the warm summer sun, and you're you know you're popping stoplight to stoplight, and you're like that. Your your biggest concern was that. A Fairbanks police officer wasn't behind you when you dropped the hammer on it coming out of an intersection or something. You know, that was your biggest that was your biggest worry. 
back. This is my memories, not Mike's memories, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I think to drop the hammer on the pinto, the freaking transmission would have fallen out. <laughs> well, don't tell my dad. My dad is in the chat room. So dad's I, he, I may have told him this story or not. I remember one time a friend of mine had a he had a he had a Camaro, right? T-top Camaro Firebird. I can't remember if it was a Firebird or a Camaro, but T-tops, you know, black with a big phoenix on the hood and everything. And it was, you know, it looked reggae. And I was driving my dad's Jeep pickup truck, which had a, it had a 407 in it. And Jeeps had that quadratrack four-wheel drive. And uh, he said, oh, let's go, let's go. And so it was a 401, not a 407, it was a 401. And, uh, and I said, okay. And I dropped the hammer on that thing and all four tires. And I beat the Camaro stoplight to stoplight in a pickup truck. And he was just like, his eyes were like this. <laughs> Don't tell my dad. He still has that truck, by the way. Don't tell my dad. Uh, but he had he put a plow on it and everything later on. But that truck was, yeah. It, kids, man, what are we going to do? It's just, it's just. Yeah, it's so- I, I, know. I, mean, I, I still have a, a precise memory of coming back early in the morning, that Camaro with my friend Mark. And we lived in Orange Groves back then, you know, because I mean, Florida's mostly, like I said, where we were, is all farming, agricultural. And it's like a little stop sign. It's got like a four way stop, dirt road, asphalt on one side, go around the corner, down to the little neighborhood where we lived in, built back, you know, maybe a couple dozen houses. And uh, we come around the thing, and I remember it because I'll never, you know, how you have those memories like you're talking about. Sammy Hagar was playing 50,000 watts of power, it's like 50,000 watts of power coming, and he guns it, you know, around the uh, the stop sign thing on the asphalt, and it's you know, spinning tires, smoking, it's awesome. Loses control coming around the corner, and poof, off we go into the orange groves, right? In this Camaro, and I can remember seeing the trees go by, poof, we're like, we're missing them, and go, poof, and we just like dig in. You know, like 50, 60 feet back into the soft sand. It's like, huh. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, right? You're like, huh. What, what, okay. are, you, what are you going to do now? now? What are you going to do now? All right. Mike Showers, Mike Showers, our guest. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. <laughs> Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. <laughs> yeah, then you two o'clock in the morning. You broke down. You're off the road. You 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 rocketed up. What do you do now? <laughs> we were not even a quarter mile from my house. We literally started digging that thing out to get it out of there. And I I know that we watched the sun come up, right? So <laughs> we were out there till like seven in the morning, and we finally got that car there digging it a little. Because you ain't gonna call a tow truck. You're not gonna tell you. You're not gonna admit it, right? I mean whatever tell anybody it's like oh that was painful yeah you know, no don't remember that one like it was yesterday it's funny yeah it's uh it's uh it's one of those things man it's just one of those things yeah i love uh uh i love uh, uh I, I love thinking about that kind of stuff growing up i mean that was important to us you know those kind of things those cars and everything that was important to us back then that's back when life was a little bit simpler little little bit simpler um uh you know but think about the metaphorically to go deep for a moment i mean what is it really what are cars i mean i know americans probably have all cultures out there other than close to the brits may be the next second closest but cars for us and i'm not i'm not going political i'm just talking about like why why do we have such an attraction i really think mike at the baseline for us as americans imprinted into our dna 
that cars equal freedom. I agree. Because when you have a car, you can, you know, you can go hit it, get in that thing, turn the key and go Yeah, somewhere, whatever. Yeah. And as a teenager away from mom and dad in the car to go to school or work or the beach or whatever you're doing, you're like, Oh, that is a sense of freedom that you are not stuck there. I think cars for America and we're so we're so in love with them is because above all else, Mike, it is a sense of freedom. Right. You are not attached to where you are and almost no other place on the planet does everybody have the access to that. Yeah, no, I Thanks, think man. I agree. You know, it's, you know, we, we usually are like Firearms Friday. We'll talk about sometimes people in Europe or whatever. It goes, what is it with you Americans, your obsession with guns? But it's the same kind of thing with cars. We have, we are car maniacs in this country compared to most of the other places in the world. There's a few gearheads in, like you said, in Europe and other places, but it is almost ubiquitous here that, you know, if you, if you pulled a bunch of people that are our age, you know, Gen Xers, and you'd say, you know, what about cars? Probably half of those people were working on their cars or trying to build a hot rod or something like that. I mean, and motorcycles too, Michael says. Yeah, motorcycles as well. The ability, maybe you never left town in your car, but the ability to know that you could slide that key in and if you had to just go, that's a that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And uh, and you're right. It does. It equates to freedom. And in fact, there were several campaigns. I know there were several advertising campaigns that kind of touched into that ethos of, uh, you know, freedom on the road or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's cool. And it's part of our um, of our of our whole, again, American ethos is that freedom around uh, vehicles. Well, like some, I'm watching the comments again because this is not a political day, so it's kind of fun to watch them. And, you know, talking about, um, well, you know, property and other stuff, all that's true. But I'm just talking about my specifically staying on vehicles. Why Why do we love our vehicles? I mean, they're cool. They're fun to drive. But I really think, especially when you go back to what's imprinted in us, like you said, Gen Xers, whatever, boomers, is, it was the freedom. And I don't, I don't mean, I mean, yeah, liberty and all that. But I'm talking on the most basic level. As a teenager, what did that car, which is then imprinted in our brain for the rest of our lives, what does that car mean? That car meant that you could go get in it, get away from mom and dad, get away, go somewhere, go see your girlfriend, your boyfriend, go to work, school. You know, it was just, I mean, even a bike, Mike. I mean, think about that at the basic level. As a kid, you get your first bike. What does that mean? It's like, I can drive across the neighborhood at 15 miles an hour, woohoo, and I can go see my friend. You know, I'm not stuck with mom and dad dra- dragging me everywhere, you know, right. what are you do? Be careful. you know, it's like, no, it's like, woo-hoo, I'm gone. Yeah. And I mean, I was driving before I was even um, 16, well, at 14. It was that, that uh, it was, it was uh, that Huffy bike, right? I mean, that was the first, that was the first taste of freedom was the Huffy bike uh, that I, I remember when I got my first bicycle and uh, a Huffy bike, I could still, I could still remember it. And yeah, the freedom, you just ride that thing, you ride all over the neighborhood. It is that first taste of freedom. That's amazing. And we should compare that to today. I think that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. It won't be political, but it'll be interesting. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Uh, let's go. The Michael Duke Show, proudly splitting the left versus right uh, dichotomy. Yeah, I had to look that word up, too. I don't think it means what he thinks it means. There he is, though. That guy, Michael Dukes, the one with the show. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. We're back. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. 
Mike Shower is our guest in hour two, and um, man, I just we're just we're just reminiscing. We're talking about you know what it was like, and Mike just made a very valid point, uh, which I think uh, during the commercial break here, which I think is very interesting. And he was talking about you know why Americans seem to be especially of a certain age. And I guess I can only speak to my age as a Gen Xer that, uh, you know, during our age, especially vehicles were important, uh, whether it was your, whether your poison was a car, a truck, you know, whatever, but that it equated to freedom, right, Mike? I mean, it was all of a sudden you had the freedom to go places that you never could go before or that you, it, it was that first taste of freedom that I think somehow there, I mean, there are some few gearheads around the world in different places, but Predominantly, this is an American. I mean, I probably have more cards and cars in my front driveway right now than most people in Europe, probably than two or three families in places like Europe, right? Because I've got like five cars in my driveway right now. That's just that's just not normal over there. But here, it's it's not unusual because I think it it equates to that freedom. Yeah, and and think about a couple things, Mike. So. I, th- I think for us, it really was, it was about that freedom. Cause like I said, you're in high school or whatever. And all of a sudden you got a vehicle, you can get away from mom and dad and home and you weren't tied there. You weren't stuck. And I think about England when we lived over there, right? I mean, the, all these little villages, you pretty much, you had, you took a bus and you lived your life around that little center area. You didn't go very far. I mean, that's the way a lot of the world is set up outside of the U S but in the U S we have this massive country that was very spread out, you know, not very populated overall. So people again you said we would get a little bit of look but not really but you kind of laugh about it but you know, oh the high speed rail you know between the matsu and anchors you go okay great i've talked to people working for the railroad whatever it's like yeah not really viable economically it, it'd have to be supported right another another project that would take taxpayer dollars to keep it alive so probably right. not the best plan but the, at the end of the day when you get down there what are you going to do what is the distribution plan for getting those people when they step off the train and anchors there's not one right i mean there's no we don't have a robust bus system or you know everything to subways underneath to get you to every little stop because it's spread out right people work all over anchors is huge right, right? right same thing in the matsu so the cars not only were they the sense of freedom for us because i really think that's what it is i think it has imprinted this sense of getting out and freedom in a way and, and that's in our dna we love that um but there's a reality aspect to it too right i mean for us as, as americans based on our how our society grew not really planned right i mean to go anywhere to do anything for the most part you have to have a vehicle to get around i mean you might be a kid in a school bus i mean i rode school buses for a while when i was younger but when I got older, you know, based on where we lived, there wasn't a school bus. You were going to have to be taken by your parents or you picked up with your friends. And again, I mean, that's just how it was. And so the cars are not only that sense of freedom, but I think for us, unless you live in downtown New York, you know, a big city with the subway system and stuff. I mean, my car almost is a necessity for right. a lot of, of Americans <clears throat> to get around, too. I mean, it's a it's truly it's it's many things wrapped together. But I mean, I, I just go back to being a kid. I said even your first bike was like. I can get away from mom and dad. I can take off and yeah. go across the neighborhood. I'm free. You know, and you yeah. got that stupid bike I had that had those high handlebars. You look like a freaking Harley guy where you're heading, <laughs> you had those stupid little flower or, you know, little streamer things coming off in the cars. You know, you had the little uh, game cars, clack, 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 you know, on there. And you were somebody cool and had those stupid little reflectors on them, you know, that went sideways and everybody could see the spinnies flashes. And I still remember all that stuff because I jumped 
remember jumping was the thing back in the 70s we didn't wear helmets there was no safety oh right? yeah no there was no there was oh, no bicycle wow. helmets and we'd create we, we had like a little it was a hill back then but it probably was you know like you know four feet of drop over you know 300 feet or something dirt road you know whatever clay dirt road and at the end of it there was kind of a ditch and it had a little something that crossed out probably some plank boards but because of safety back in the 70s there no safety and uh so we jump and i remember jumping that thing i don't know how far i went but i was moving for that time you know i was like middle school jumped on that stupid thing and landed so hard flat that the seat you know because you had those long skinny seats on those bikes it completely collapsed that thing all the way down to the frame on it was like oh i can still remember the hurt on that one i was like ooh, totally destroyed that thing it's like quite the jump (laughs) yeah my parents have a driveway that's about a quarter of a mile long and it's a pretty significant drop it's a hundred foot probably from one end to the other and we'd ride up to the top and we'd set up a board with a brick at the bottom and we'd jump that we'd get up to speed and jump that thing and it, i mean you know no helmets no knee pads no elbow pads forget about it you know you sissy just jump on there it was it was great bicycles again were that kind of freedom but you know compare that to today it's interesting um uh, i was driving <clears throat> even before i had my license i i drove a vehicle around every now and then if the need arose uh, in fact i wrecked my first vehicle <laughs> before i even had a driver's license <laughs> rolled my mom's jeep upside down in the trees that was <clears throat> that was an exciting conversation with my Does father. dad know about that one Does dad knows him? oh he knew about that one he was away at that time but i remember having to tell him uh that was dramatic um but uh <laughs> yeah um anyway uh but you know you 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 we drove around everything else had my license when i was 16 did it you know uh but today it's like most of my kids didn't in fact, one of my kids didn't learn to drive until she was in her early 20s. And it was just like that. And that's a common thing. Several people in the chat room have said, you know, that their kids that. didn't get their driver's license till they were 18, 19, 20. What changed, do you think? I mean, what is it the same? What I mean, because I see a lot of people who have said that over the years when I make a mention of, yeah, my 20 year old kid, uh, I, you know, they need a ride because they don't have a driver's license or whatever. And, uh, and somebody said, that's, I don't know, what, what do you think has changed? Well, um, before I forget to answer, uh, Chris Hayes there said, I don't know if I've flown that Cessna. I flew most of the Cessnas at Elmendorf for the Aero Club, so I might have flown that one. Um, I know there was one on floats. Anyways, that was a weird side topic, but he asked, and that's the only thing about not about cars there. Um, I don't know. I wonder about that, Mike, because the kids today um, – well, I mean, first of all, let's think about it. I mean, you could, like we did, you said I grew up poor. Um, we could afford a car. When I say afford it, yeah, it was a piece of junk. I got it, you know, pull a stick shift out. It barely ran. You know, I think the thing probably topped out about 29 horsepower or something. It was amazing. <laughs> barely go, right? Um, but, you know, you could work a minimum wage job and save some money. And, of course, gas was whatever gas. So I don't even remember what gas was in, 50 cents a gallon or something. 71 or whatever, but... cents a gallon. I remember yeah. I remember buying gas at 71 cents a gallon. Yeah. So, you know, you could and, – and what else do we have, right? I mean, then there was no video games. There was no um, – not, not like today, no cell phones, no what I mean. So everything, your freedom, who you were – doing stuff, visiting your friends, where all of that was centered around that car, that culture that we had. And of course, movies back then, TV shows had the cool guys getting out of the cars and the muscle cars. And the, and I kind of think today when you look at it, that's not the same. I mean, 
our kids today, they have the whole world at their fingertips, you know, in one of these things and they're on the internet and they're connected to their friends 24 seven. So they don't know to go visit them. Shoot, Mike, you see kids sitting together today and they're all on this anyways. They're all sitting there texting each other on this thing while they're together. I mean, so. <laughs> right. They're they at a table need... all texting each other at the table. Right, right, right. right. I, and I think if you add that, so they don't have the same need we did to get away back then. They're, they, they've escaped into the virtual world. I mean, literally, I think that's a, a real thing, you know, and, and we escaped into the real world back then to get away. I think for some also the cost, I mean, because like we were talking about, I mean, even a used car day, Mike, I mean, seven, ten thousand dollars for something oh, yeah. halfway decent that's not going to fall apart. I mean, a brand new car, I mean, a big truck, eighty, ninety thousand dollars more than houses were back then. So cost is probably part of it, too. And I think maybe I'm just kind of because you asked the question I'm thinking about, I think maybe for some kids, too. It's the way they're being raised. And and this is going to be, oh, my gosh, for Christmas. I don't want to go all Debbie Downer on us here. But um, a lot of kids, what are they teaching in schools today in our public school system is, you know, capitalism is evil. Cars are evil. They burn fossil fuels. One of the most misnomer things in the world. They're not carbon. They're not fossil. They're carbon based fuels. That's a whole nother, that's for a whole nother program. But I think a lot of kids are being you know taught and told and and they're being you know, convinced that cars are bad. You can't drive cars. You're going to kill the, you know, you're going to kill the world if you do that. So a lot of kids probably are just, oh, I'm going to take a bus or I'm going to, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I think there's a lot of different dynamics yeah. kind of twisting in today that are making kids not as excited about cars as we were back then. And I, I think just days have changed for different reasons, probably well, different for everybody. But And yeah. I would say that because my kids were all homeschooled, so they weren't, if they weren't, uh, you know, exposed to a lot of that, but even they learned to drive late. And I, I'm going to have to agree and say that you're probably more on target with the whole idea of the Internet and being connected. I mean, when I, you know, my folks live out of Fairbanks, you know, they're like 13, 14 miles out of Fairbanks. And so it wasn't like you could just run over to the community store or do something. You know, that was freedom uh, to talk to my friends or do things or, you know, things. And today, like you said, the whole world is at your fingertips on a laptop, a tablet, a, 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 a telephone. And they probably don't feel like they need to stretch because that's their freedom is to be able to have all that information. Uh, it's just different. It's, you know, my wife says, because I'll, I'll complain about something. She goes, it's just different than what it was when we grew up. And I, I have to think, yes, it probably was um, a, a lot different. Is it better or worse? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's relative to your time frame. But our time frame, I still think that I really do, Mike. I mean, I and every generation is different, whatever. But I still think we probably had one of the most blessed freaking childhoods of any generation of kids in the planet growing up to be 70s, 80s. To have that freedom, the cars, price of living, things were simple then. Yeah. It was just the Soviet Union in the United States. It wasn't a wacky world. I mean, just, I think we had. It was almost a golden age. One of the most amazing childhood timeframes of anybody in existence. Yeah, no, it, it probably was a golden age. It really, I mean, it's so much so that it's become almost a meme. And we'll talk, we'll talk, yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk about that, which I didn't even know what a meme was when I was a kid, right? We had no idea what that was. So we're going to come back and talk about that here in just a minute. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return with more and Mike Shower right after this. Your Mental Suppository. Duke Show.
<laughs> Terry, I think I'm going to star this right here because this is a good comment. Terry says the last generation of freedom, maybe, uh, maybe where it was more ubiquitous. Uh, than anything else. I don't think it's the last generation, but it'd be probably the last generation where it was, you know, where it was kind of everywhere. Um, <clears throat> did you use an acoustic coupler to what? <laughs> like, what? Uh, nerd. Nerd alert. Yeah. Nerd alert. Did We're you? watching Stranger Things and they're talking nerds. That's why I had to laugh. It's like, yeah. nerd alert, nerd alert. Did you use Dungeons an acoustic coupler to pay Dungeons and Dragons with a candy Vic 20? Uh, you know, I remember, I remember when we got our first computer uh, at my house. Um, it was, God, I don't even know what the operating system was. I know that it used 10 and a half inch floppies. Which <laughs> 10 and a half inch <laughs> floppies is like a dinner plate. And I remember that uh, it was a basically it was a word processor, and it was uh, uh, I mean I could I could program it to do like you know lines that would draw all over like a screensaver almost. Uh, but I remember that it was long before the internet. I mean, long long before we had any of that stuff. There was no modems or anything else. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember that first computer. Uh, definitely an interesting age, and I've always loved I've always loved computer games. Um, so it was you know, I remember when we got our first Windows machine, uh, and Michael enjoy this. Lucas Lucas um, George Lucas, he didn't just make movies for a while. He had a software studio called Lucas Arts, and he made they made a game called The Battle of Britain. And it was all, it was a flying, it was a combat game for you were flying um, either for the Germans or for the British. And you were flying over the channel doing the air battles there uh, in variety of different, I, I still remember, that was like 15 or 20 floppy disks in this box that you had to load to load the game in to get everything done when you first mm -hmm. installed it. And uh, I remember that game. I remember wanting to play that all the time because it was such a cool thing. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, you know, that was, that was the difference today. Like you said, they've got those kind of things right here on their phone. They don't need a computer. They don't need to do that. They could play those games, you know, almost right there or on their TV or whatever. I mean, my first, I, we literally had Pong. I remember when we first did, it was the first time we'd ever seen a video game and it was Pong. Um, and we played it. My dad was a manufacturer's rep and he had a sample of this gaming console that that's basically all it played. It played one game and that was it. Uh, and today it's a whole different world. It is. I mean, like I said, I remember those Atari games. You have your friends that had more money, you know, if you went over, they had a pool or somebody or something like that, you know, that was a big thing and you know, whatever. And, uh, I remember getting to play some of those. And then of course the arcades was all the rage by the time we got into the mid eighties. And I can remember playing like, what was it like asteroids? quarter yeah you know it was a quarter which was actually a lot of money when you think back you know what it cost back then but you could play those video games remember and they had the contest and have the guys that would have like he'd have like 1,000 you know extra ships and he'd like okay I'm tired after standing there for hours and he'd go to the bathroom and just let his ship get blown up for you know like 15 minutes and 100 ships would get blown up and they'd be back in the game and they have those big contests but I still remember that was the thing right if I if I had any extra dollars on me you know go with our friends we'd go to the arcade and we'd play video games that was the thing, right? Maybe go watch a movie for whatever movies cost back then, two bucks or a buck and a half. I don't know. It was pretty cheap, but that was the big, 
that was the big thing back then, right? It's like, you know, if you were not 17 yet, rated R, we're going to make it in. Uh-oh. Are they going to ask the question? Sneak it into the movies. Sneak it into the Act like I'm 17. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm 17. Of course I am. You know, it's like, maybe like, yeah, whatever. You or know, you buy in. tickets to one movie and when that one was over, you'd walk down to the next theater or watch the <laughs> next one. You'd have like a movie night, you know? Uh, Door skipping. Oh, man. We, <clears throat> so many, so many crazy things for sure. Bowling alley had Pac-Man and a pinball machine. Oh, I remember going to some of these places where it'd be like, I went to Lathrop High School and Lathrop High School you had, of course, the library, and you tell them, oh, we're going to go to the library after school, and instead we'd go to the bowling alley, which was across the street where they had an arcade, and we had five bucks or something in quarters. Oh, we'd shaved five bucks, so let's, you know. But you're right, uh-huh. a quarter back in the day, you could buy a candy bar for a quarter, right? So you could buy a candy uh-huh. bar for a quarter. So comparative to today's prices, it was like two bucks a game. Every time we'd play, it was like two bucks a game to play these things, and so it was not a... It was not cheap entertainment per se, but uh, so it's so nostalgic, so nostalgic. I think that's why a lot of people our age, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but that uh, show uh, Stranger Things, you ever seen that oh, one or heard about it? Oh, yeah. It? Oh, yeah. Watched it. Watched it. It's a great show. Yeah. Definitely nostalgic so, for me. That's what I mean. Michelle and I were watching it with, you know, our youngest, his girlfriend. It's kind of funny because it's all this 80s stuff in the arcade and the cars and the, even like the Coke and the can and the bag, the bags of chips. They have them for a period. Of, oh, look, it's a metal can and it's flat and it's yeah. got the old logo on yeah, it. You're, yeah. like, you're just like, it's totally memory lane on pull this stuff. Tabs, like, really cool. Pull tabs, no pop Short tabs. Shorts, you know, you know yeah. Bobby socks pulled up to their knees. <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah, some of it's great. Some of it's horrific. But uh, anyway, we're going to continue here, uh, continuing on with this. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Okay, we're back. State Senator Mike Shower just uh, kind of riffing. We're we're kind of we're kind of recollecting. You know, it's funny, Mike, because um, in all the the generation wars, you know, it seems to be everything's about millennials, right? Millennials became kind of a dirty word, millennials, and then it was Gen Z, and then it was what is the new one, iGen or what? I mean, you know, whatever the new Zillennials. I you know, I can't keep track of what all the levels are, but. Uh, you know, it's like, and, and then today the meme was millennials versus boomers. Okay, boomer, you know, like, you know, kind of thing. But the one that Whatever. kept getting, yeah, the one that kept getting forgotten was this Gen X, right? Which is 1966 to, I think the late seventies, something like that, Gen X. And, um, but it's almost, it's become a meme. It literally, there's a guy on YouTube or TikTok. I can't remember. Dad, uh, dad bod veteran, I think is is what his handle is, and he does this old kind of like storyteller thing where he talks about, oh yes, back in the before times when we used to drink water from a hose, and you know all this kind of stuff, and you go back and you look at it, and yeah, you think some of these people just freak out where, you know, yeah, the kids would disappear on a summer morning. 
at 8 o'clock in the morning, and mom would say, be home before dark. Now, if you lived in Fairbanks, that was tough because it never got dark in the summer. So mom, like, what, mom? I did. I, said, I, did. I got home. It was two, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I got home, and it was just dusk, you know. Um, not dark. But, uh, but that's what, you know, you disappear for the whole day. And, you know, maybe you come home for lunch because you were hungry, or maybe you didn't. And you took that bike and you rode, you know, 15 miles on that bike, no problem. You know, you just, wherever you went and, and it, it is a whole different, it's, it, you know, it's generational. And I know we all sound like grumpy old men. We go back in my day, we didn't do the things you damn kids do today, you know, but it's every generation is different. And, uh, I mean, you can't go home. You can never go back. Uh, I guess all we can do is look back on it with nostalgia at this point, but it's, it's really become a meme how these Gen Xers are, you know, the, they're the FAFO generation, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't mess with us because we're the kind of people that took care of ourselves, uh, kind of generation. But I think it really was, you were saying how Gen X was kind of that golden age. It was the golden age of growing up. Cause the only thing we worried about, yeah, it was Russia versus the U S it was the Soviet union versus the U S there was really no other superpowers, but there really wasn't anything else to worry about as far as that goes. Right. We weren't inundated like we are today. No, and and well, like I said, for example, growing up, you know, being poor, I keep saying that because you know I think it's important. People think where you are today, and they think, well, you got this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, yeah, but I didn't start with this. You know, no, there was no privilege here where I was. I mean, and we were like, you know, about maybe we were mostly black and white at the high school we're at. Like I said, a poor area, agricultural, and not quite fifty-fifty, probably. But you know, everybody. I mean, you had your rich kids, right? There are always some parents that the you know dad's a banker or something. But for the most part, we were all like that, and nobody thought anything of it, Mike. Nobody made a big deal about the fact nobody else had money or whatever. Most of us were on school lunches. That you know, I can remember times where my mom would struggle to give us the five bucks or whatever it was to take to school to get the weekly lunch things to buy your little tickets, right, to be able to eat. But you know, I said I'd go back at the same time. It was also simpler. What did I really have to worry about? I mean, I didn't worry about. Um, you know, there was always food, right? Back then food was cheap and, you know, there's, I was going to go to school. I was able to get a job and there's always work to do, right? I mean, something, whatever it was, so, like I said before, I worked at a Chinese restaurant by the time I turned, so about 15, so I could basically drive kind of, um, back then I was driving to work, right? And I was almost working to drive just to have something to be able to, to go do things and then, you know, save up money for a month so I could buy an hour and a little Cessna 152, you know, so I could fly and work on my private pilot's license. I mean, that was everything I had focused on that. But like you said, life was simpler. And I think not having these things, right, not having the world at your fingertips and all of the stuff that comes with it, the social media and the pressure on these kids. I mean, I actually feel really bad for them. I think they're missing a lot that we didn't. I think that, you know, being able to hang out with your friends and have the, the movie nights or the go out and get stuck in an orange grove in your friend's Camaro after being out all night was, was an ex, a bonding experience today. I mean, they don't hardly go out and do anything like that anymore. They're always stuck. I think we were very lucky to grow up when we did and have food security, you know, simpler time, you know, whatever the world was simpler. And today it's just a chocolate mess. I mean, Back then, Mike, you didn't question being American. You, you stood up, you know, 4th of July, we had fireworks and the flag, and it was, you had your Vietnam hippies, but they didn't hate their country, you know. They, but today, it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, now you, you're talking about uh, transgenders, and 20% of the kids are questioning whether they're a boy or a girl, and, you know, you got Islamic terrorism, and you got Antifa fascist terrorism, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. And here's the thing. Yeah. It's all on this. Well, that's they the thing. It, that's right? the thing. Back in the 80s, if something happened around the world, 
you know, across the world on the other side of the world, you didn't hear about it for a day, maybe. You if know? ever. Yeah, if ever. Yeah, especially small things. I mean, if it was a world-shattering event, you heard about it in a day as it raced across the AP wire and then the newspaper printed it and everything else and you heard about it the next day kind of thing. And, and today we're so inundated with everything that's going on. Um, I, I, I quite honestly believe that that is also one of the reasons why – this is my personal belief, and I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. But, I mean, I personally think that a lot of the anxiety that people are feeling today, a lot of these anxiety disorders and the ADHDs and all this other kind of stuff, I think <clears throat> is triggered because, because of overstimuli. Because if you got this thing on your hip every day, and you're constantly checking what everybody else is doing, and you're constantly being fed all this stuff all the time – where it doesn't really matter. You can't affect it. You do. You really need to know that. Do you knew? You know, it. It. And it was. It was a simpler time. Um, and again, I know we sound like the grumpy old men saying back in my day, but it was a simpler time. And um, I mean, I'm appreciative that that's where I. Where, that's where I came from. I, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> Matthew stuck in an orange grove. The title of my autobiography. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should call it Orange Grove Flyer is what we should call it. <laughs> we just flew into an orange grove and that's, uh, you know. Sunshine State. Yeah. So we said we we're going to talk about one thing we, we've missed here because we're, we're dancing, dancing dangerously close to, to going to political and whatever. But so I want to talk about at least one category that's fun for the Christmas time. So okay. we have movies and I know you're going to say yours and people are going to start throwing them out there. But I still, I know we've talked about this in Christmas past, got it. But my number one favorite still is for Christmas is It's a Wonderful Life. Michelle's, I think, is Miracle on 34th Street. Um, we all kind of watch a Christmas story. It's not everybody's favorite, but I got to have that, right? You know, you got to have the, the Red Rider BB gun. Um, I think we watch Elf because that was pretty funny. Time of class, Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, of course, there's, you know, the... Yeah, you got Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph and the Grinch. You know, you got all the cartoony ones from back then kind of stuff. But I think I think those are probably the favorite ones that we watch. Jingle all the way. Sometimes the kids want to watch that because they grew up with it. Um, our kids, right? So Arnold. Right? Arnold and Sinbad. Um, I work for the post office, so you know I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. William Conrad as the – was it William or Robert Conrad as the police officer? Robert Conrad. Yeah, Robert Conrad. Yeah, right. Pappy Boington from Baba Black Sheep. Yeah, no, That's he right. – he, uh, yeah, the, 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 look, there's some classic. We're going to talk about that uh, on the final Wednesday. We're going to do – movies and shows and things like that but i agree with you i think all of those are good good hits um my kids we just watched jingle all the way i think last year or the year before for the first time some of the kids hadn't seen it and they first were time. yeah and they were like wow this is great arnold schwarzenegger doing all this thing and all that but yeah well i'm just laughing because because the the movies things with the tags right mike and it's always the argument it's usually a guys versus the gals is the quintessential question of the yes, ages. Mike, yes, the answer is, is yes. Die Hard a Christmas movie? The answer is yes. Every time, of die, it is. die Hard is a ho ho ho. Now I have a machine gun. It's definitely a Christmas movie. Yippee ki yay! You know, you know what? Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, the answer is yes. I didn't even have to ask. You didn't even have to ask I the know. question. Yeah, I know. The quint it's the it's the question of the ages. I'm telling you. Yeah, we we always have to watch that. That's uh, that's fun stuff as well. Um, all right. Um, 
Yeah, it's you know I love this. This has just been so good. And yeah, nostalgia is nostalgia. I mean, you can never go back. You can never. It's it was always better in hindsight through the rose-colored glasses or the tinted glasses of uh, of nostalgia. We forget all the bad things. We remember all the good things. But sometimes. That's the stuff that puts a smile on your face. Two minutes, your your floor for two minutes, sir. Well, like I said, I mean, I don't know if I'll make next week, but I will the one after that. We try to do the twentieth because that's the final one before Christmas. This is what a great time. But I think it is nostalgia is definitely looking back. But listen, the problems kids have today, and there's so many, you know, there's so many confusing things for them that we just didn't have that growing up. And I try to be very fair about that. Like I said, every generation, you know, blames the one before. I think that was a song, you know, some other stuff, but um, it really was a simpler time. But when we were growing up, there was plenty, right? I mean, the United States was doing well. I mean, we were functioning. We were economically doing reasonably well. Food was cheap. You know, people were surviving and getting along just okay. And it was still really functionally intact. And today we're kind of falling apart nationally. And that's not to go political, but just, you know, so many competing things and so many people hate the country and the left is on the march. And, you know, there's LGBT, 69Q plus, whatever. You can't even tell us gender people are anymore. I mean, I just think it's harder. And I'm not saying kids are terrible. I mean, kids are kids. I just think it's harder for them today. I think we grew up in a pretty amazing time where life was simple and simple is yeah. good. Yeah. You know, especially for a kid, right? So I think that was... Yeah the big difference the nostalgia is what it is but i mean i think it's funny looking at the car thing it's such a big deal you brought about most kids today cars not really a thing for them like but growing up cars were everything oh yeah for us cars were the definitely the thing that was freedom you know it was freedom like you said a simpler time and we can yearn for it but we can never go back all right uh mike shower out of time tomorrow folks we'll see you have a great day It is. I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Oh, wait. Matthew. Ooh, you're dead to me, Matthew. Don't forget Dukes' favorites, Peanuts. No, I will never watch it. My kids, I mean, they wanted to watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or whatever for Halloween, and I'm like, okay, see ya. And I left because I am not watching. I don't know why. It just is so irritating to me. I do not watch. Ever since I was a kid, I've hated Peanuts. I don't know why. Don't know why. It's, you know, Charles Schultz was he was a religious man. You know, he had some really good quotes and stuff, and they're funny. But to me, it's, it's I know it's kind of weird, but Charlie Brown was almost kind of depressing. Just kind of the the background of it, I just kind of felt like, eh. You know, Charlie well, Brown never excited me like that. You know, like it, some of them were funny or whatever, but Charlie Brown just kind of had this this not dark, but kind of I, I don't know. I'm kind of with you on that one. Well, I mean, it's never really. You know, like, the eh. the Lucy and the football thing was the thing that I think tripped me over the edge. Because just not being able to, <clears throat> you know, somebody who did that to you over and over and over again. And I know it was the running gag, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. It's just, and I agree with well, you. There was something slightly depressing about Peanuts to me. And I, I agree with that assessment. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, for most people, it's their childhood. They love it. Great. Go for it. Just not and he had some great cartoons. His cartoons were fantastic. It was, had a different, you know, because you're just reading the snapshot of it. But. You know, they did give me the, you know, Lucy, you know, football example, because I've used that in the legislature how many times? <laughs> oh, Mike, we're going to promise you. Yeah, pull it away from me. Hey, this time, though, this time, trust us, Mike, it's going to be fine. Join the mining caucus. You'll be fine this time. Poof, there goes the football again. So, hey, there's that. They did you did, you that did get that out of it for sure, you know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, this was a fun show. I mean, sometimes you got to look back to realize – 
life was not that bad. Life is not that bad now, and we were pretty lucky growing up where we grew up. Um, and growing up when we grew up, like you said, kind of that golden age of freedom uh, and things like that. My dad even says great memories. Sorry about mm. sorry about the truck, Dad. Sorry. Sorry about the uh, car. Sorry about the Jeep. Yeah, sorry. Sorry <laughs> about sorry about rolling mom's car upside down, Dad. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but I was I'm still thinking. I just feel the trauma of having to tell him that he was very understanding. It was not. I mean, they were upset. Don't get me wrong, but. I, I could have been grounded for the rest of my life at that point. Um, anyway. How I did not wreck that Pinto, how I did not get a speeding ticket and three and a half years of driving that thing, I have no idea. I really, I look back and I go, you know, whatever. I was a fearless teenager. How I didn't get in trouble yeah. or an accident is God had to be watching it. But God blesses fools and drunkards. So yeah. uh, something. I don't know. Because I was like, how? I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's great. It's... Uh, it's great. Well, thank you, my friend. Uh, so we'll plan on you week after next, not next week then, probably. Week after next. Next week, I think I'm going to be tapped out. I got some stuff going on. But uh, the week after that, we'll do the holiday show. The holiday, the final broadcast of the year. You'll get the last word for the year. I like it. Next, I like it. Next uh, week after next. So, all right, right, Mike. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, brother. Good to talk with you. Thank, all right, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks so much. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm pretty appreciative of uh, when I lived and where I lived and what we did and all the things that I was provided. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing time, wasn't it? All right, we're out of time for today. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great one. We'll see you then. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show